Hey guys, before we jump into the episode, I wanted to take a quick minute to let our local listeners know about a Smart Step Family Conference that's going to be happening in Lehigh, Utah at the Young Living Auditorium, January 24th and 25th of 2020. So that's just coming up in a few weeks here. Um, Right now, if you go and sign up today or tomorrow, so before the new year starts, you can get an early bird special. There are single tickets and couple tickets available. It's open to step parents and biological parents. We'd really like to get everybody there who is interested in strengthening and building their blended family. Um, I was able to attend a Smart Stepmom conference earlier this year, and it was so wonderful. It really helped me to feel validated and appreciated, and I would like my husband to feel those things as well. Um, If you're interested in this event, you can get tickets at starcompassfamily.com. Those are also available through Eventbrite. And you can follow them on Facebook at Step Family Events. Um, The organizer is Charlene Roberts, and she puts together a wonderful event. I can't even tell you guys how much I loved the stepmom conference I was able to go to. So I really recommend it. I'll be there with my husband. I believe Sarah is going to be there as well. Hopefully her husband will be there too. And I just, I can't recommend it enough. So if you're available, come on down. If you're not able to make it to the Friday portion, don't sweat it. There are also tickets available for the Saturday portion only or vice versa. So go ahead, get your tickets and come hang out with us and get to know other step families. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Stepping Forward Podcast, where we talk about all things step parenting, including court, divorce, children, bio parents, and today, a movie about step parenting. (laughs) We are here today with Paulina Lagudi Ulrich. Hi, Paulina. How are you doing? Good. Hi, you guys. Thanks for having me on. Good. We are excited to have you. Um, Paulina wrote and directed? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, called Mail Order Monster or M-O-M Mom. Paulina, can you tell us about the movie? Yeah. Uh, so Mail Order Monster is a family movie. So it's perfectly appropriate for children. It's actually mm-hmm. tailored towards more of a kid audience. But mm-hmm. um, it's just about a, a young girl who gets a new, gets a stepmom. Pretty much what it is. And, and all the lovely crazy challenges that that comes with. Um, She ends up having a bit of a a tragedy in the beginning um, that causes her dad to be a single dad. She loses her mom and she's just, you know, a girl who's in middle school. So obviously that lovely age too, where everything is super (laughs) easy and fun. And Mm -hmm. she's just, you know, (laughs) navigating this world where her dad's getting remarried. And, you know, unlike a lot of family movies from, you know, the past or even today where sometimes step parents in kids movies specifically are often specifically step moms are portrayed in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Um, this ends up becoming a positive thing that happens. Um, however, that does not mean we shy away from all of like the challenges and obstacles that our lead girl faces with this and not just her, but everyone faces with, you know, with change and how that's natural. I love yeah. that so much. Um, and Yeah, we, one of our main goals with this podcast is to change that narrative around step parents because 
we get such a bad rap in movies and books and, you know, real life. And then uh, (laughs) I think it just makes things harder because people think that life imitates art in that case. And um, man, it makes it really rough on step parents sometimes. Oh, absolutely. And I, what's funny too, is I, I, for some reason, I always do this whenever I'm talking about the movie, which is I never really, (laughs) I've always forget to mention the monster. And Uh so I think a lot of the times people, well, because you know, people, stepmoms have been called step monsters before. So they think just like when I describe it, oh, like, oh, it's mail order monster because the stepmom's the monster. And it's like, actually, right. no. Like an actual monster. It's an actual <laughs> monster. And if anything, the monster is kind of, um, you know, a, a, a housing for the mom's, the biological mom's spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just kind of a symbol for Sam's... Um, a lot of Sam's emotions and a lot of Sam's, like, I would say battling emotions that she's facing, uh, as she's going through this transition in her life and this new change. So yeah, that's what makes it kind of a fun kids movie too, is we, you know, this girl builds a life-size monster, um, (laughs) kind of like a robot type thing. So very more like iron giant esque and they have that type of friendship, but, um, yeah, I, we have no step monsters here. (laughs) I'll be clear. I like that. What was the movie based off of? So funny enough, um, well, I mean, movie really, like as far as inspiration goes, is more in line with the types of family movies that I loved growing up with. So we've got a little bit of The Goonies, um, Iron Giant, E.T., where you've got this extraterrestrial element or this other different element always involved with the kid that's a little bit more down and out. Um, more of a, a loner child. So I always like to call it the female live action version of the Iron Giant. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and, and that was really like my inspiration for the genre because that genre, we know, you know what I mean? We know the formula of how it goes. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, we know this world. Now let's kind of incorporate a more modern element into it and turn it on its head a little and take a very traditional family movie and tell a an untraditional family story, but it's traditional today, right? Which mm-hmm. is blended families and yeah. one where the blended family isn't just, you know, every few kids have a blended family. That's kind of the majority now, yeah. um, I would say. And so I think that's a reality where it doesn't have to be necessarily an obstacle that a kid faces that makes them different and to be ashamed of. But, you know, it's something that kids go through regardless of how normal that is in today's society. And so we just have to look at change and look at the perspectives involved within um, any sort of change that's involved in a family. I guess it doesn't really even have to be a step parent. It can be, I've actually had people that have been adopted, kids that have been adopted, watch the movie and have such an insane uh, emotional reaction to it. Cause they're like, wow, that movie really spoke to me. Cause the main theme in this movie is the idea of, being chosen and that I choose you. Mm-hmm. And that's something that is very, very unique and specific to blended families that, mm-hmm. you know, other families, non-blended families don't really have to experience. Yeah. That's so true. I think, and it's so interesting that um, you touched on all these themes and that I love that it's speaking so powerfully to so many people with a non-traditional family or what we think of as a non-traditional family. 
Oh, that's good. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you feel that way. <laughs> I also really loved that, that you talked about that element of choice because it really is something that is very, I guess, powerful in a step family and blended family dynamic that um, it can also be powerful in a biological family dynamic. But like you said, biological families are rarely confronted with the realization of, hey, I'm making a choice every day to be there for you and to, you know, love you. Um, Whereas for us, Mm -hmm. like those of us who are in blended families, we're like, yeah, no, like, Every day we're making this choice, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and, and that's something too that's interesting because it's like I feel with non-blended families, you know, you've got the, I like to call it, you have the gift of obligation, <laughs> right? <laughs> when it comes to blood, blood relation, there's this, you know, unconditional, you know, gift of obligation. Yeah. And with blended families, you know, that's, I don't want to say that's not the case. That absolutely can be the case as well. But I never, I wanted to highlight something that was unique in the best way. Mm-hmm. And that was a gift uh-huh. of like, we get this, you know, let this be ours. You know, that idea of yeah. choice, especially when it's like a step kid to a step parent, you know, just because they're there doesn't mean they choose them, you know, but to yeah. say like, I choose you to be a part of this family as someone that I choose to be a family member, mm-hmm. not my dad's wife or my mom's husband, you know, right. but to choose to be like my step parent. I mean, that word parent is still in there. And I don't think having step parent or, you know, is a bad term. You know, some people like, don't like to use that word. I think it's great. You know, that means you get multiples um, uh-huh. <laughs> and they're still a parent, you know, it's just a very specific type and same with a child too. You can, I know a lot of people are like, Oh, you know, my husband's kids. Mm-hmm. versus my stepchild like that's a choice to make and I think that's something that is beautifully unique to blended families and I really wanted to highlight we did this really cool thing where we had um, we reached out to a bunch of different you know step families and step family accounts and all these people and they would send letters because um, we got them to send I choose you letters so it's like Aww. a love letter it was like uh-huh. I choose you letter so step parents went wrote it to their step kids and step kids wrote it to their step parents and you know a few people did videos as well and it was so cool and they loved it too because rarely like sometimes we take a lot for granted when we're in families and there's a lot that's unspoken um uh-huh. but rarely do we ever get to fully say that and we don't realize you know yeah that's actually something we do all the time and how important and valuable that is yeah. i love it um i you also touched on this a bit already but i i loved the monster in this like <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Like it spoke to me on several levels. Like for one, like you mentioned those movies, like the iron giant and everything, just so many movies from my childhood where there's a robot or some kind of other, you know, some being Mm -hmm. that's different and also like a little bit supernatural. Like how did you get so intelligent, you little robot? Yes. (laughs) And like that touched me a lot. Like I was just like, Oh, I feel like a little kid again in some ways, you know? Yeah. I I, I'm, it's, it's funny. Cause it's like, uh, you know, we didn't make a CGI monster because back then they never did either. You know, we built That's this so practical true. thing, uh-huh. you know, which I think does something to, especially to a kid actor, because there's something they're actually interacting with. And then, you know, the lights that come out of the, the monster's eyes, like actually play on the actor's face. And 
there yeah. is that, that also kind of gives mm-hmm. it that retro type of feel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, cheesy a little bit, but I think that's what, I mean, those were the things that I loved about those movies back then. It's like, oh, they really built that. And it's kind of practical monsters always do something that's so special versus, versus CGI where there's kind of that detachment. Yeah. Um, so I'm really happy you liked that monster. That was a that was a tough one, but it was. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I really liked how it came across, and then it also spoke to me on like a mom level to my adult self. But I guess I kind of had this element of my personality when I was a kid too. I'm very like mama bear protective, right? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, this is like that part of me that as soon as my kids or anyone I love is like this person did this I'm like where are they I'll kill them (laughs) (laughs) right 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 that's so interesting because like I mean obviously when I you know this character the mail order monster who has this name of mom we really wanted to I really wanted to just play up that in the most like literal sense of it because I think it's funny my dad's the same way he's very much like that and he would react that way sometimes growing up and uh-huh. there would be pretty terrible consequences. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you know, even even when I've reacted that way as a person where I can get very just like, you know, we look at that as such a good thing sometimes being like, oh, I'm over, you know, I'm a protective person, but sometimes it doesn't, you know, that reaction can kind of not always be the best way. So it was funny mm-hmm. how doing that with this mom robotic character, because it is very like, that's a very black and white way of looking at things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, you know, oftentimes didn't always have the best consequences or fo- force them to get in a little bit of trouble. Um, mm-hmm. So that was an, a, a way to play that in, tie that in there as well. Yeah. And I loved it. I think that, um, like you said, it can have some pretty crazy consequences. And we have that part of us because at some point we needed it. Right. <laughs> but absolutely. Oh my God. I'm, I'm, I'm always like that. So I get, I totally, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like you said, sometimes it really doesn't serve us. And I think especially in a blended family setting, when we go mama bear, whether we're the biological mom, stepmom, biological dad, stepdad, you know, anytime we like hulk out in defense of the children, to another parent figure, I think it can be really damaging to a lot of the relationships. And so I think that that is, you know, uh, I just, it it became apparent to me after I watched the movie and had been thinking about it and processing for a little while. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. Like, that's a thing. Well, it's kind of funny because it's like, if we're looking at this monster as, you know, a symbol for her mother Mm -hmm. and this monster hulks out at it made the stepmom an adversary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's kind of funny because in whenever we get that way, whenever we get that sort of just, you know, survival mode, like protective, <laughs> you know, very primal nature to us, even if, you know, we're not getting crazy primal, but just it forces someone else to be on the other end of that. Yep. And then there's yeah. this thing of like, okay, well, things aren't going to be as, um, amiable at all, or we're not going to, that's going to put the kid in a, an interesting situation. Cause now they're in this place that we never want to be in, which is choose sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Um, so I, I'm really glad you brought that up because that's actually a part that's rarely talked about, I think in the film, because the, you know, the monster people think, Oh, it's a monster. It's for the kid, but it's also interesting too, because that monster is also something for the parent to reflect on as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm yeah, glad really that glad. we had, I had a little time to reflect on that because the more I've thought about it, the more I've realized, you know, it, it I don't know. It's one of those cool things where um, an art form really helps you process something that you've been working on. And that's a thing I've been working on. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> I love that so much. That makes me, that, that makes me very, very happy. I mean, the coolest thing about you know, when you make a movie, especially a little independent movie like this one, you know, you're not doing it for any other reason than to just like put a smile into people's faces, you know? Yeah. Um, and my family has been everything to me. My stepmom's my, one of my best friends. I mm-hmm. wanted to de- dedicate this movie to her. I had this opportunity to make a movie and, you know, to have my first movie be one that is kind of a way to give back of blended families and to kind of give them a little something that I was given. Um, yeah, it totally means a lot. All I've ever wanted was for people to watch it and be able to create a family conversation around it, not just throw it for the kids Mm -hmm. and be like, Oh, mindless, but for everyone to sit down and kind of, you know, chew on it a little bit. It's very easy to digest. It's a lot of fun at face value. It's just another family movie, but I'm hoping it's something that kind of comes up like that every now and then, you know, when you're thinking Uh about it. Well, that makes sense. And I'm excited to watch it with my kids. I haven't had the chance yet just because of our schedules and stuff. But yeah, um, I think we have a good chunk of time over the break. We're going to watch it. But like aside from just all the things that we've talked about, um, they love having any sort of movie or book or art or anything that uh, normalizes the whole blended family dynamic. Uh Oh, wow. So they get really excited. So like I introduced them to Mrs. Doubtfire and they were like, (laughs) I love that those kids go between their mom's house and their dad's house. And they were just so excited, you know, like it made them. That's so cool. So Mm -hmm. I know like even just that one aspect, I know they're going to love, but I also know they're going to love the monster and the girl Sam and everything. So, Oh, I love that. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. It's funny. Cause it's like, yeah, when I grew up, there was pretty much nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. That I think really dove into the complexity complexities of everything. Uh, you know, besides like my, my, always my pitch for this movie when we were trying to make it was like the Brady bunch is fun, but it's just not real life. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> that's just, that's just not how it is. And everything that I way more. Yeah. Everything I related to is like, an an adult movie. I mean, it was not G or PG. So when Uh it came down to entertainment for kids, I mean, you know, especially you go over to your friend's house, it's like, you don't, you know, you always feel like this, this kid that had a bit of a secret or something that you had to hide or something that was always like, you know, you're the one with the divorced parents. You're the one with the stepmom. And now Mm -hmm. with it being so much more um, common, Mm -hmm. it's, I'm always still so surprised that there isn't more. I'm glad there is even more, but I'm always surprised that I mean, happy that they get so excited that they see stuff that they relate to instead of not being excited about that. That means you're obviously a fantastic step parent. Oh, um, but yeah, it's true. But um, but it's it's obviously shows that there needs to be more. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. I'll I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, sure absolutely for sure. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I also think it's, it's not so valuable. <laughs> I think it's so valuable too to have that perspective from somebody who has been through a blended family um, and has been through like dealing with a step parent complexities. How was it for you to adjust to having a stepmom? 
Yeah, it was, it's funny because it's like, it wasn't, um, it was, it was so many layers. It went through so many phases, if I want to say. It, it wasn't traditional like, oh, you know, it was difficult and hard and terrible at first and then it became better. It was like, it was great at first, but it was great because it was slightly at a distance. And uh-huh. then when we all moved in together, then it became, okay, well, I don't necessarily love that the role that I was playing now you're taking, mm-hmm. you know? And then it became like, not outwardly upset, but just you start to harbor resentments and you start to put up all these walls. And because I'm not the kind of person necessarily, at the time, I definitely was not the kind of person to, you know, yell at my parents, especially someone right. that I, wasn't, I didn't have that type of relationship with. Yeah. I really took it out on myself in a lot of ways. And it, it caused those times to be very difficult. And it strained a lot of the relationship on my dad and I, too, you know, mm-hmm. Um which I felt like Sam and her dad had a little bit of that going on. And then it took the intuition and um, just the, the observing nature of my stepmom to realize that there was something going on with me. And she, I remember she sat me down in like the garage when we drove home from, she picked me up from something and we drove home. And it was like, we had this first heart to heart together. I'll never forget. And I just was bawling my eyes out. And then she gave me the nickname Turtle, and that's been the name of my family ever since. She goes, she's like, you have such a hard shell, such a hard Aww. shell. She goes, but inside you are just a gush of, <laughs> <laughs> of all kinds of things. And, uh, you know, so from this day on, she always gets me turtle stuff and calls me turtle. So, Aww, that's yeah, awesome. we, yeah. Uh-huh. And, you. you know, it's cute. <laughs> oh, I love her to death. But, you know, we went through family therapy, all of us did. And, you know, we've had our ups and downs, um, especially, I think, as she became it's kind of funny, like blended families. I'm sure you guys have felt this too. There's this bit of this like evolution of the give and take with things where the more I gave into this relationship and the more she really became like a parent, mm-hmm. the more I comfortable also I felt lashing out. And yeah. when I la- when I got angry, I immediately take took that away. That feeling of like, well, you're not my parent. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, uh-huh. it now, now became this bargaining tool of, because I've given, because now I've accepted it because I'm now I've brought you in as my parent and you know, I'm, I'm allowing this relationship and all these good times to happen is that well, when things aren't working out or when you're doing something I don't like, I can now take that away, you know? So that was an interesting status sh- shift to happen. Um, mm-hmm. and then it took, you know, again, more therapy to realize <laughs> people have perspectives and feelings <laughs> and, um, you know, just pe- people aren't always coming from a place of wanting to hurt you, you know, cause that's a very single minded uh, way to think, especially when you're younger growing up and oh, yeah. you have to understand where they're coming from too. And that was a big thing with this, with this film was just opening up everyone's perspectives and the complexities and the struggles that they're individually facing all mm-hmm. when trying to get through just bringing a new person into the family dynamic. Yeah. Um, you talked a little bit about how, uh, Sam, the main character, had um, some of the struggles in the relationship with her dad that uh, that are pretty common in, in that adjustment period, I think. Um, but then they also had a very cute relationship, I thought, like some really mm-hmm. sweet and tender moments. And um, I'm wondering how that mirrors what you had with your dad. Very much so. I mean, very, very much so. There was Josh Hopkins is also just an incredible actor. And then him working with Madison was just 
amazing. They had such a great, you know, chemistry there as a father and daughter. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's, that's very much how it was, how it is even now with my dad. Like, you know, he's my, he's my dad, he's my rock, you know? Mm -hmm. And we, especially growing up when, you know, he was a single father, um, I took on a lot of the role of just kind of caring for myself and for my younger brother. And so our relationship wasn't always father daughter. Sometimes it was just best friends. You know, he's was talking to me about like, you know, his business or, you know, dealing with divorce stuff and things mm-hmm. like that. And that's pretty adult when you're like nine, 10, 11. Oh you know? yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then, but then there's also, he's just was so, is so caring and also my rock and, it, having a stepmom come in the time that she did probably was the healthiest thing for me because I don't think it's necessarily good to have, you know, a nine or 10 year old be like, yeah, I think you should get a divorce. And yeah, I think the divorce will be hard. Like we'll get past it. Like right. that's not necessarily the type of pressure you want to be or, or thought process a kid should have. So it, even though it was an adjustment when she came in, because I felt my, my value was being taken away. Mm-hmm. I then had to realize my value isn't as a motherly figure, my value is as a child yeah. um, and her coming in and really laying that groundwork or, or, or making that role something that it is mm-hmm. um, giving the role of child more weight. I had to realize that that was being given more weight as a good thing and not focusing on the fact of my role as like caretaker and woman of the house, losing that as a bad thing, you know? Yeah. Um, that's something we've talked about with our kids too, just that the oldest ones have taken that on and it's mm-hmm. kind of a natural thing I think for girls to do, but it's yeah. also not helpful for them. Yeah. And so transitioning back into being a kid is a really good thing. Hard, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, how long of a time period was it between um, when your biological mom left and when your stepmom came into the picture? Oh man. Um, it's kind of, so my parents got oh, 10 to so like three years. Okay. Uh, that's yeah, but I'm it, always curious about that because even uh-huh. with my oldest stepdaughter, it wasn't that long of a time period between, um, when her mom left and when I came into the picture. Um, yeah. but mm-hmm. we already, even just in a short time period already have had to, we were already dealing with some of that, like her taking on a parental role. Um, Oh, well, and that's the thing that's very interesting too, is like, so in the, in the movie, it's, it's a three-year time gap as well. Okay. Um, Uh, and uh I think for everyone, it's a little different. Like in my case, my mom, when she was around was very absent. And so I had to, even when she, you know, even before 10 years old, probably Mm -hmm. from the ages of about seven or eight to 10, um, my mom was there and then not there, there and then not there. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until I was 10, 11 that she really wasn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and she comes back, but not, you know, they're divorced. There's a whole, mm-hmm. she has a lot of mental illness. Um, okay. so even just dealing with that, I think happened a little bit sooner from that time gap of when she yeah, wasn't around. That makes sense. But Three years as a kid is a long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a real long time. <laughs> it's, it's a, I mean, it is a 10 to 13, a lot happens, Yeah, you know? Uh-huh. Um, we think of three years now, I'm like, I fly through months and years like it's weeks, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it seems like as you get older. But as a kid, I mean, even just the transition of schooling, mm-hmm. you know, puberty, your friend group, you know, 
yeah. getting a new parent, just all those things compounding does a lot. Yeah. Well, to a kid. And it's, that's like a quarter of the, of your life as you've known it so far. And like, exactly. Um, at least a third of your life that you actually remember. Right. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Significant for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you know, so you're going to adapt mm-hmm. to that role. Like, you know, in your case with your kids three years. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not long for us, but at that time, it's a long time. And, you know, kids are, we're all part, we all just fill in the roles. I mean, even yeah. boys too, if the dad's not around, they'll be the, you know, the man of the house. It's just such a natural thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that we just naturally adapt to. So new dynamics and ecosystems within families is, it's a very uh, interesting balancing ground. You know, the, all the roles always have to be fill, filled, even if you're wearing two hats, you know, yeah, definitely. <laughs> there can't be a role that's gone. You know, there can't be two kids and no parents because one of the kids will, will wear all the parent hats, you know? Yeah. Yep. I definitely agree with that. That's the, the balance of things that need to get done. It falls somewhere. So Absolutely. Um, All right. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break and then we'll be right back with Paulina. All right. Welcome back. Um, We are here with Paulina Lagudi Ulrich still, and we are loving interviewing her about this stepmom movie. So, uh, well, it's not really a stepmom movie, a blended family movie, I should say. (laughs) I I don't mind either way. So, Paulina, I one thing I really loved about this movie is how level-headed, thoughtful, and healthy the stepmom character is, um, Sydney. And I just really appreciated what just a good person she was, and how well that shined through. Um, and and you know, with the actress Charisma Carpenter, who is just amazing, and. I, I love her anyway, because, you know, I'm a fan, so, <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know. I want to talk about that and talk about how much of that correlates with how your stepmom is. And also, yeah. if you could talk a little bit about maybe Charisma Carpenter and how, um, how she developed that character as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm really glad you pointed that out because that was something that was very real to me. I mean, I didn't create a character that was idealized. You know, my stepmom is, is that way. I mean, like all humans, we all have our flaws, but for her, like being caring and intuitive and funnily enough, very maternal for someone who said she would never have kids. Like she doesn't have any kids of uh, biologically of her own. Um, and she always thought, cause she always thought she'd be a terrible mother. Um, and it's funny because I think that's like, that's, uh, alluded to in the movie at a certain point. Um, yeah. but she ends up, but she just is naturally that way. And a lot of step parents I know are much more like that than not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know a lot of people that have dealt with really terrible step parents, but I also know a lot of really, really great ones. Yeah. And, you know, I just wrote a character that was my own experience. And, mm-hmm. um, because that's just how my stepmom is. She's just a very caring, intuitive person. She's very thoughtful, you know, to everyone. And she's like that with people that, you know, obviously aren't before she even met us, she was that way. And my dad recognized that in her, I guess is a silly thing to say, but yeah. you know, when she, when she was a little apprehensive about 
you know, becoming a stepmom, he was like, you have no idea how great you're going to be at this, you know? (laughs) And then also to me being like, you know, you don't realize how great she's going to be for you too. Um, Charisma's uh, a single mom, you know, well, she's very close with uh, her ex-husband, but she's raises her, um, her kid on her own. And, you know, it hasn't always been great in that dynamic all the time. So she understands that struggle and she's very similar to my stepmom in a lot of ways. Uh, Uh and so she really brought a lot of groundedness and authenticity to that character. If there was any dialogue that didn't feel right, um, she was very open and ready to like help me with that. Mm -hmm. And, and Madison, uh, who played Sam, mm-hmm. very much the same as well. And Josh, I mean, all the actors were just so collaborative in the best way um, that it, I think, really helped create a real family. Um, awesome. And just real characters, you know, mm-hmm. they're not yeah. they're not playing at being a mom. They're not playing at being a dad. They're just mm-hmm. playing real people that are in these circumstances. And that was, you know, that's my, that's my family dynamic. And that's more real to me. Um, so I'm really happy that you, you liked that. Cause that was very, very intentional. Good. Well, yeah, I loved it. I, I felt like those actors really had good organic relationships and they played well together. Um, and so I like to hear that behind the scenes that, you know, people were open <laughs> and kind and, um, contributing all the time. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm a big Charisma Carpenter fan as like, just someone who, you know, thinks she's an incredible actress, but at the same time, she's just a really cool person. You know, her and I still talk and she's just very, very supportive in, in a lot of ways. So yeah, she's great. And same with Josh. Absolutely phenomenal. That is awesome. I also really loved Madison. Like she just is very, um, very good at playing off some of those more difficult emotions to portray. I think, you know, Mm -hmm. I think when, um, we try to act out those emotions, especially when we're little kids, it's pretty transparent. Um, but, uh, I felt like she did a really good job and she, um, there's a scene where she's very upset and just is destroying things in a shed. And I was like, Oh man, like I'm buying this. She really, <laughs> she, that, so that's, sure. that scene in particular was, so insane. So it's all one take that scene. Oh man. Um, we did it. We did it once and it was just, she and I, like you talk about the therapeutic aspect of like making a movie, like she and I (laughs) talked through that whole scene as it's happening and I'm there crying with her. I'm like, and then take that and throw this and take that and throw this. And she just like it, all this emotion between the two of us like built up. And by the end, like we're both in tears and like hugging it out. And it was very, very cathartic and it was, but it was awesome. She had something that very few kid actors have, which is, um, being able to, I mean, she got angry, fully got angry there, but she's really able to play subtext and she's really able to play emotions that are close to the chest, but not um, outwardly expressed, Mm -hmm. which is something that I've very much dealt with growing up, which is, I felt like I always was um, holding my breath, if that makes sense. Yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. You know, there is so much that you want to say, but you never have the words for it. And you always feel like you just can't ever be you because everything feels so foreign in the places that you're meant to be you. So you, your your place of safety becomes smaller and smaller and smaller mm-hmm. for her. That's like under the sheets of her bed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So she's, she's for someone who has one of the healthiest family dynamics, (laughs) (laughs) I've met everyone in her family and they are incredible people. And she's, you know, part of one of the most supportive, lovely families. She just is able to dig up these emotions that are just, and play them so real. I think, you know, maybe that is because her family is so, uh, you know, has a good dynamic because then she can do it from a place of safety um, yeah. while still being, yeah. you know, show vulnerability from a place of safety of her family. Totally. It's funny you bring that up because I think a lot of actors often, um, and artists in every case, they feel like the more damaged they are, the better the artist they'll be. But I've often found the more damaged I was, the less I was able to tap into it Mm -hmm. from an artistic point of view, because you can't really be objective at that point because it's too raw. Yes. Um, and you're, you're just too, you're judging it way too much. You've got too much at stake with it. So you Mm -hmm. can't really dig it up and mold it and have it be something that's malleable. Um, so I always think there's so much art comes out of therapy. <laughs> yes. So much art comes out of therapy. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Perspective is it perspective. I think perspective is art. You don't gain that unless you, you know, really look at things from another point of view. Yes, definitely. Oh, I love that so much. So I think that's absolutely true too. Just in thinking about like blended families, the importance of safety and processing, and as a child, and I think as an adult too, it can't be overstated. Mm-hmm. That you mentioned earlier, you went to therapy a lot and that it was helpful. And we're huge proponents of that. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Because I feel like everybody has issues that they struggle with and have a hard time with. So, um, yeah, I love that you're bringing all this up too. Oh, I'm a huge proponent of therapy, family therapy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's funny, my brother was quite young when this was happening, but you know, he grew, you know, grew up just like I did in it. So he became not young. And even the people the you know, my brother, my dad, who are sometimes not always as pro therapy or, you know, they're just a little always apprehensive about going because they think they can just deal with it on their own. They think everything's fine. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> they're yeah. Oh man, you get the juiciest stuff out of them. You know? <laughs> it's, it's always true. Whenever you feel like you don't need it, or, you know, you've got it all handled. Oh, those are the ones that need it the most, you know? I need it the most, for sure. So, yeah, I'm a big pro-therapy person. Um, That's awesome. One thing I wanted to talk with you about and have you address is uh, the aspect of using comics. So, speaking of having... Um, art coming out of therapy or art being therapeutic. Um, there is a comic a- aspect to this show. Um, you know, it starts off like a comic strip with the different still images. And uh, one thing I really loved about it was that it, I, I felt it was a very graceful way to handle some of the more difficult and um, even violent aspects of the movie while still keeping it, you know, a family movie that, the kids could watch. Would you address that a bit? Yeah, very intentional um, and budget friendly for some of the stuff we were trying to pull off. Uh, yeah, biggest thing that I always wanted to stay true to when making a family movie is not sugarcoating what's real, mm-hmm. you know, and making sure. I I think kids are very emotionally intelligent and they can handle a lot more than we give them credit for. However. Uh-huh want the act of showing something as real, like in live action, 
take away, be too um, graphic where it takes mm-hmm. them out of being able to watch the rest of the movie or even the point of it. Because you kind of, yeah. it can be distracting things. So animated films, I think, have always been really great family storytellers. They've told very intelligent mm-hmm. films, emotional movies, and can get away with some pretty graphic stuff all because they're animated. Right. And, you know, we didn't have the budget to do full animation, but we have this great comic book element in the movie. And so I wanted to play that up and utilize comic book graphics that have mm-hmm. like slight animation to them as a way of, yeah, as a vessel and a tool to be able to get past some of these things that need to be told. You know, we mm-hmm. need to show a death or we need to show some fighting or we need to show whatever. Um, and also a way for Sam to remember her mom. That kind of became a motif there as well. Yeah. So it it was definitely one of those things where we kind of played into our limit by having certain limitations just from budgetarily mm-hmm. and also just, you know, <laughs> the genre yes. ended up helping us creatively so much better. Um, so yeah, I, I'm really glad you like the comic elements. A lot of, a lot of people get a kick out of that. The, the comic book in the movie that is the mail order monster comic book too, it, we had made and it is real. And so we recently, um, there's this comic book store in Los Angeles called Earth to Comics and a bunch of kids came and we had the comics and they got signed and How got to talk about it. So they all got a DVD and a copy of the comic as well. So oh, that's yeah. so that's cool. Awesome. I love that idea. <laughs> that's yeah, like, that's I would a lot of fun to see that comic because we get a few glimpses of it in the film and I was like, oh man, I want to sit down and read that. <laughs> yeah it, it's that comic too when we had it made it kind of foreshadows the movie a little bit but it's a male character yeah um uh-huh. and it's not foreshadowing the movie with the step parent aspect but it's like this this monster that saves the day for this kid against a bully actually if you go to our website it's mailordermonstermovie.com um we have this thing where if you like put it in your email you'll get the free comic book download in your email you'll get the download of the comic yeah of the comic (laughs) book pages as soon as we're yeah yeah so it's just you know it's it's always fun to like little aspects of the movie that are in it you know to be able to like kind of dive into them and and see behind there you know all those little pieces little easter eggs a little bit more so we wanted to give that oh i'm like yeah i'm that is so cool a whole family night activity plan in my head right now we're so ready (laughs) (laughs) i love it I love it. <laughs> it is such a good opportunity to like have those conversations and it's such a good vehicle to create that. And I love that you did this. It's so much oh, fun. It is Thanks so you guys. I, I'm yeah. it means so much to me to hear you say that because, you know, you never know when you make something like this, how it's going to be, um, you yeah. know, received, especially to the demographic of, of step parents and you know, step parents will tell you if it's not good for the step parent, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you know, I'm sure that. So it's, it's always been, very it's always made me very happy to hear step parents like be very thankful um for this movie especially because i'm not a step parent i'm a step kid and to have not only done step kids justice but also the step parent as well always makes me very happy well good i so one of my very well my best friend growing up she was in a blended family situation um where it was very tumultuous very high conflict and her uh, her stepmom was a lot of the reason that it was the way that it was. Um, And I am wondering, because I watched her go through so much, and like you talked about um, having so many emotions and not really knowing where to turn, turning inward a lot, and um, 
trying to find safe spaces. I, and as a kid, I didn't always know what to do for her, right? And even as an adult, I'm not sure I would. But I'm wondering if you have any advice for stepkids um, who are in that position where they are feeling in pain. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's, it's always so tough because, you know, like when I went through it, I took, like I said, I took a lot on myself, I developed a really terrible eating disorder. And I've mm-hmm. been asked this question about what, what would you do or advice would you give people that see someone going through that, you know, from, from an eating disorder perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and even that is a very difficult answer because yeah. it's just like how we all how we all are. Right. Okay. So this is what I would say. Mm-hmm. I'd be exactly like my stepmom and what she did to me, which was she, when we had that time in the garage, that was the first time she gave me, that was the first time I had been given space by any parent, any adult at that point in time mm-hmm. to uh-huh. speak. She's an incredible listener. And I think oftentimes it's the kids are in pain, but as we all know, the parents are in pain and they're facing an incredible amount of guilt because they see that, that they're the cause mm-hmm. of a lot of their kids' pain. And so they don't want to necessarily hear what their kid has to say because they're afraid that they're going to be the source of, they're, they're afraid of hearing what it, what it's like to be the source of their kid's pain. Mm-hmm. So they never mm-hmm. let their kids speak, mm-hmm. you know, and all we all, all we ever want is to really be heard you know, mm-hmm. and have the other person hear us and then be able to get past it. Um, so it's tough because you kind of have to be able to take, a, take a little bit of heat and it's never usually, funny thing is, is it's never really anything that, um, you know, why shouldn't say not in every case, in some cases it may be very blamey, but, um, I just think having a very, Say, having a, an opportunity to give your child or that person a space to just speak and listen without any judgment, mm-hmm. any trying to fix, any cutting off and telling them that's not the way it went. You know, mm-hmm. um, I dealt with that a lot. Or, oh, no, 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 that's not how it is. You're seeing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, no, perspective isn't wrong. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's hard. it's just my perspective and I feel kids are often told that the way they're viewing things is wrong. Even as adults, they're told that Very the much way so. that they saw things are wrong. Yeah. yeah. Totally. And totally. And and that's an adult. Kids, it's so much easier to tell them that they're seeing things wrong. You just don't get it. Yeah. You know? Right. Um and they kind of tend to believe you where an adult's like, no, you can't say that to me. <laughs> yeah. Makes it makes it difficult to even trust yourself, trust mm. your own emotions. Yeah. Um so I think just the simplest thing is, of that is probably the best advice. I can't really even say that that would do anything as far as lessening that person's pain. Probably not. I don't think that's really the point. Mm-hmm. It's just a place to put the pain, you know, um, and to let it get out because the more it stays in, the worse it does for that person. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and then... Mm-hmm. As far as things your stepmom did, right, uh, to be helpful, aside from that, creating that safe space and listening, was there anything else that you can recall that she did that was helpful for you? Um, we, it's so funny. I thought about this the other day. I'm noticing I'm saying that's funny a lot. I was thinking about this the other day and how much I enjoyed it, where she was very adamant 
about having, um, whenever we did have the opportunity to have a family dinner at home, because we were all very busy and, you know, had our different schedules, um, was we would take the dogs for a walk as a family Mm -hmm. around the neighborhood. And it's weird because we all loved it. Like I very much look forward to that time of like, Oh, we're taking the dogs for a walk. Do you want to come? And I never, I never said no, because Uh even if I was a little upset at them, I didn't really say no. (laughs) Um, there's something to be said about, I mean, it's been proven that like walking is very like therapeutic, especially when you're trying to work something out, Mm -hmm. but, um, not sitting down and staring at each other when you're talking makes talking, (laughs) makes talking easier. Yeah. So much easier, you know? Uh, so I felt like that was something that was very subtle, but was a great way for us to talk about all kinds of things, even for them to talk about, you know, bring up, Oh, how's everything going at school? I can't run away and go to my room. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. It's, it's a block. It's like a block and a half away. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> where am I, so I, I, I going to go? You know, um, without, but also without feeling like trapped either, you know, cause it's brought up in a very natural way and mm-hmm. because we're all doing some sort of actual activity together. Um, it just made everything less serious, um, yeah. and less weighted. So mm-hmm. I really, I don't know if she did that knowing that that was going to be a a consequence, but Mm -hmm. it definitely is something that I clocked as, you know, that was a really cool way of creating meaningful family time without creating such an event out of it. Yeah, that's true. I like that. And I think a lot of times we think it has to be like, I don't know, there's a lot of competition in blended families, I've noticed, between co-parents. And a lot of times it's like, it has to be bigger and better and different and all yeah. the things that you're saying about it, like there's less pressure, there's less intensity, there's a place you're not trapped. Um, and it's a good like family time. It has benefits of exercise and walking and all yeah. these different things. Like sometimes the basic stuff really is where it's at. Yeah. And it was something we all did together. It's like, we didn't, but also there was no pressure to go. Yeah. Like, so uh-huh. if we didn't want to go. It's like, Oh, well, you know, Kelly and my dad are going to go, or, you know, Roman is going to go with them if I had too much homework. I mean, rarely did I skip it, but that was also uh-huh. something too. It wasn't like sanctioned family time where we're all like, okay, yeah. we got to put in our family time. Yeah, out, we better lo- time. yeah we got <laughs> to log them and make sure we prove that we're a, you know, happy family. It was so <laughs> not like that because those, those are a lot of things too. We, we, we put a lot of pressure in family time that these activities that become sanctioned as family time. A lot yeah. of pressure on them. And then we were afraid of, we're afraid of bringing up the topics that need to be brought up because we don't want to ruin family time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, true. and then have yeah. no one, and then have no one participate next time. Right. So yeah. this, so this was kind of something that was consistent, simple, um, and just, it, yeah. And very just lighthearted. I think that was something that I really, that she did very well. Nice. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for interviewing with us. I have enjoyed talking to you and getting these lovely insights into the movie and the thoughts and experiences behind that. Oh, I've loved this so much. Thank you guys again for, you know, watching the movie, taking the time and um, having me on. It's been an absolute, absolute pleasure. Oh, definitely. The pleasure's been ours. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. (laughs) Perfect. So before you go... Um, for our listeners, will you just let them know some ways that they can connect with you? And if you have a current project you're working on, let them know about that. 
any kind of information you can share? Absolutely. Um, I'm on the social medias, mostly Facebook and Instagram, um, under Paulina Lahuti Ulrich. I am the only one. So as long as you get through the challenge of spelling it all correctly, you will find me. Um, you can also connect with me. Um, if you ever send an email out on mailordermonstermovie.com and hit the contact page, I am there. Um, you will get me. And as far as projects right now, um, I'm in a lot, I just, shot a commercial a couple of days ago, which was super fun, um, nice. airing in a few weeks. So that'll be really great. Awesome. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to disclose too much about it, but maybe <laughs> later I will. I, I don't know how these things work. I don't want to mess anything up. When you and, can share it, just share it with us and we'll pass it along. <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay. Good, good, good. Um, yeah, but just, you know, I, I write and direct a lot and, um, have a few of another script, um, that my writing partner and I, put together, um, still deals with family. Mm -hmm. Um, but now from a much different angle, much different genre, uh, different rating as well as one is definitely not G or PG. <laughs> um, but looking at the, looking at the world of family vloggers, um, oh, that'd and be interesting. all the goodness that and interesting, lovely things that come with that oh, and uh -huh. families and babies <laughs> and all that. So yeah. that is something that we've been, uh, we've been working on and, um, we're, we're working to, to bring to the screen at some point. I'll definitely let you guys know when that's, when that's a thing. Awesome. That's so cool. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I, yeah, I'll, I'm sure we'll all stay connected because you guys are fantastic. Oh, oh so you. are you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then to our listeners, as usual, you can find us on all our social media sites or email us at steppingforwardpodcast at gmail.com. And remember that we are here for you and you can definitely reach out to us with your stories and questions. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we hope everybody's surviving and thriving right before <laughs> the holidays here and uh -huh. during some of the other holidays. <laughs> and, um, yeah. In the meantime, keep on stepping. Only what love in this heart don't know it all, but it's a Love, love